It's Thursday, February 3rd. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. What is the science behind the sharp rise in Omicron infections and then the rapid decline? It seems that we might have hit a peak here in the U.S. and are already seeing new infections drop in places like the U.K. and South Africa. Umer Irfan, reporter at Vox, joins us for how more immunity could be building up in the population and the variant is running out of new people to infect. Thanks for joining us, Umer. Thanks for having me. I wanted to talk about these waves of the coronavirus throughout the pandemic. You know, it's kind of been a roller coaster throughout. We'll get a surge. It'll stay up there for a little minute. Then it'll have a sharp decline again. We did this most notably right now with Omicron. We had this sharp rise. It seems to have peaked. And, you know, we're going to start getting this uh, decline. We saw it in the United Kingdom. We saw it in South Africa. But what's behind all of this? Are we destined to kind of just keep going up and down the entire time with this? Not necessarily. I mean, you're right that this is sort of uh, an intrinsic pattern that we see when we have a disease outbreak. You know, you see this with other outbreaks of other infectious disease, and that's usually a function of the disease spreading from person to person, usually one person infecting more than one person, and also people being immunologically naive, meaning that there aren't a lot of people that are vaccinated or immune. So you usually typically see this in the early days of a pandemic. We're seeing this with Omicron because now we're about six months to a year out from our first wave of vaccine nations here in the United States. And also, uh, we're seeing that Omicron is more evasive of immune protection, both from vaccines and from prior infection. So effectively, it's like having basically a new virus running through a population. But just as quickly as it rises, it runs out of people to infect, and then you suddenly see a sharp decline. Now, to your point about, are we destined to do this? Not necessarily. You know, we can use a lot of different public health tactics to try to control the spread. And so we can shave off the peak and maybe help accelerate the decline. And that's why it's so important to kind of understand how these peaks are working, because it shapes what public health strategies we're using at the time, you know, the masking, the social distancing, all that stuff. I think that's kind of why it's also been so frustrating on the uh, on the part of the public. Right. You kind of get one guideline, then it changes as the, the you know, the peak starts going down as the surge starts slowing down. Guidelines are changed and then, uh, you know, the surge comes back up. And then again, you know, people are just pissed off because we're going right back to the same thing again. Right. And you saw that, you know, very recently in the United Kingdom, as the cases were coming down, they started reopening schools, they started relaxing COVID restrictions. And then all of a sudden, they started to plateau, they stopped declining as quickly as they were falling before. And now infections are basically they're not rising, but they're about holding steady at the same rate. And so a lot of the progress that they were making with the existing public health measures, they've lost that. And the fear is in the U.S., you know, we're just a couple of weeks behind the U.K. Generally, if we relax too soon, especially now that we're still in the middle of winter, you know, we could lose some of the progress and actually maybe perhaps see a rebound. You kind of mentioned it a little earlier uh, that the virus eventually starts running out of people to infect. Is that really what is slowing the declines down? Is it? Uh, I, I know it's a combination of other factors, uh, you know, ourselves as well, right? The more we see cases rise up, we start to take a little more caution, wear the mask and everything. But are these declines really just a, f- a matter of everybody's kind of been infected already? It's part of it. So like when it runs out of people to infect, we're talking about people that have 
already been infected, but we're also talking about people who take themselves out of the pathway of the virus, right? So that can also mean, you know, if we do implement, you know, things like more aggressive social distancing and mask wearing and people being more rigorous about hygiene, effectively the virus runs out of people to infect, not because those people are immune, but because they're taken out of the pathway. And so that's why these kinds of things like minimizing public gatherings or limiting gatherings with people that you don't know or in indoor and closed spaces are so important because you're not just denying the virus, you know, fresh people to infect, but by keeping people out of the way in the first place, you know, you're basically accelerating the point at which it will reach a peak and then eventually decline. So we have a lot of people that are vaccinated. We have people that have been infected. So they kind of get this natural immunity to it after a bit. The immunity has been building up now for two years, uh, however long we've been going through this pandemic, it's been building up in the population. Everybody has that kind of big open-ended question, at what point does it become endemic? At what point can we start really relaxing with everything? Well, I mean, the one thing that one researcher made a point to me about is that, you know, the virus doesn't care about our fatigue. So, you know, as long as it's mutating in ways that are dangerous and harmful, we will still need to implement these measures and our fatigue and our our frustration notwithstanding. That said, I mean, they do expect that we're going to move away from these sharp peaks and more towards perhaps gentle rolling hills associated with seasonality, meaning in wintertime, we may see COVID surges and then those fade away in the summer or in the spring as people start heading back outdoors again. But you're right, the population level, we're seeing immunity build up. But in the United States, for instance, we still have about a quarter of the population that is unvaccinated. Now, a significant number of those unvaccinated people have been exposed to the virus at some point before as well. But there are still, you know, millions of people that have not been infected nor have been vaccinated against this, which means that there's still a large number of uh, vulnerable people. The unvaccinated folks are the people that are making up the majority of hospitalizations, severe outcomes and deaths in the current moment. And so uh, as long as that remains the case, as long as we have a large pool of people that are vulnerable to this infection, even if it is less severe, a small fraction of a large number is still a large number of people. And that leads us to the stress on the healthcare system, right? We've kind of, it looks like we might've hit a peak right now with Omicron, but that doesn't mean that the healthcare system will still be taxed. Uh, You know, there's still a lot of people that are getting ill and uh, we've done stories about short staffing in hospitals and all that. So it's still uh, an ongoing problem, at least with that respect too. That's right. You know, um, you know, the healthcare system, first of all, you know, just the stress of being facing the pandemic for the past two years, the attrition in the workforce and the burnout that you're seeing, coupled with, you know, just the normal winter rise in infections that we see. You know, we have flu now back in the mix that we didn't have in the year before. And so that's also driving up hospitalizations. And so you have to deal with that. And then also we know that uh, hospitalizations and deaths tend to be lagging indicators after cases. So even while cases decline, we may still see an increase in hospitalizations and deaths as the people who were initially infected get more severely ill. And so while we are on the downward slope of new cases, the healthcare system is still likely to see similar or even rising levels of you know patients coming in. Well, hopefully we ride this decline down and uh, we don't get another sharp rise. And hopefully no, there's nothing much to this uh, Omicron sub, sub-variant that we've been hearing about, but uh, we'll keep monitoring for all of that. Umer Irfan, reporter at Vox, thank you very much for joining us. My pleasure. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.